Welcome to the Faith Assembly Podcast. We're so glad that you joined us today. It is our desire at Faith to help you connect, grow, and go in your walk with God. We hope you're encouraged by this message from Pastor Steve. Can you believe? Okay. No, I'm really, I'm really impressed because you can believe. I mean, you don't even know what for, but you can believe. I mean, some of you are fired up this morning. I, I'm, I'm with you. All right. Can you believe that we're 13 days away from Christmas? Isn't that, you know, it just seems like yesterday that our team was sitting around the table in August saying, you know what, Christmas is just around the corner. It's going to be coming soon. We need to figure some things out. And now here we are singing Christmas songs. We're decorating our houses. We're planning our activities over the next couple of weeks. And I, I just, I got to tell you this. I, I'm, I'm with Andy Williams, okay? It is the most wonderful time of the year. Right? Do you, do you agree with that? It is, it is the most wonderful time of the year for me. I don't know about you. I'm not trying to speak for you. I don't, I don't know where you're at. You know, but it, it almost seems obligatory, doesn't it, to have to agree with that statement. That it is, it's just it's, it's the most wonderful time of the year. You know, regardless of how you're really feeling about it, it's, everybody expects that you feel great this time of year and it's just the way it needs to be. But today, in this moment right now, I want to call you to honesty. I want to call you to honesty, not just a, a recitation of the expected cliches for this time of year. I really want to call you to be honest so that the true meaning of Christmas is what is ringing in your heart as a result of our time together this morning. Let me, let me make another statement and see if you agree with this. Christmas means different things to different people. You agree with that? I agree with that. And, and if we can get beyond, well, you know, Pastor, the true meaning of Christmas, let's just move past that for just a minute, and we'll come back to that, okay? We're going we're gonna to get there. Relax. I, if you think about that statement, though, it's really true. Christmas does mean a lot of different things to a lot of different people. And, and there are a lot of points on the spectrum. There are some people like you and me and Buddy the Elf that we've seen running around here this morning for whom this season is just amazing. We're happy. Our itineraries are filled with holiday traditions, travel and crowded shops, and we're just looking for the right gifts. Maybe Christmas for you means get-togethers and time with family and the exchanging of gifts, and it's just wonderful. Maybe Christmas means a few quiet days around the house filled with family and friends stopping by and certainly for many of us, Christmas means eating way more than we should at any one given period of time. There are some along the spectrum with regard to Christmas who are indifferent. For them, Christmas is just another day. The kids are out of school for a few days, maybe a couple of days off of work, but there's no real big emphasis on the holiday, the, the, the family, or even the festivities. It's just, it's another day. 
Then there are others who are at the far end of that spectrum and, you know, the Christmas season and all of its trappings and everything represent a, a time of great sorrow and sadness. As happy as you and I are about the season, there may be those around us, there may be some of us right here today that, that this season represents for you a time of great sorrow and a time of great sadness. It's a time of, that, that marks loneliness in your life as you look back at the thoughts of yesteryear and what was and how things used to be and you can't believe the evolution of your life that has brought you to the point that you are today where you're sitting in a household alone cherishing those memories of days gone by and it's it's a sorrowful time it's a sad time there are some that we've heard testimonies about that are living paycheck to paycheck and you'll just be glad when all of this is over because for you, it represents a time of increased tension in your life and stresses as you're trying to live up to all the expectations from a financial perspective and you're trying to buy things that people don't need with money you don't have. And you're tense and it's just, you just you'll be glad when January finally gets here and life can return to normal. Praise God. This is a time of year that many report brings a great deal of stress and tension, depression, anxiety. All of those things are tied up in that. But you know, the, the irony of it is, and here we're coming back around full circle to that thing of the true meaning. Because I want to tell you something, there is absolutely nothing wrong with celebrating the season. As long as we keep in focus the reason for the season. Because, you know, as, as much as it represents or means so many things to so many different people, it should mean one thing to all of us. There should be one commonality among us as it relates to this time of year as our focus is turned to a little city in Bethlehem, uh, the little city of Bethlehem, moreover, a manger that is there where a babe is born and wrapped in swaddling clothes, his birth announced by the angelic messengers, visitors of, of royalty and visitors of commonality alike come and kneel before him and declare that a king has been born. Now, it's a, time, it's a time that honestly the intention in the mind of our Heavenly Father is that the thought would be for all of us a time of great joy, a time of great happiness, a time of peace on earth, goodwill toward men. It's a time when the anxieties of the rest of life are set aside as we reflect on a truth that is greater than any of our present realities. Whatever your good time is right now, whatever your bad time is right now, whatever your great joy is right now, whatever your great hardship is right now, there is a truth that transcends it all that is represented in this season, and that is for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish. 
And I want to tell you, it doesn't matter today if you live in a palatial home or you live in a mud hut. When this life is over, you're going to leave it all behind. And the only thing that's going to matter is do you know Jesus Christ and do you own him as the king of your life and the Lord of your life or not? And nothing else is going to matter. Absolutely nothing else is going to matter. So I want to ask you today, where do you fall? Where do you fall on that spectrum? Where where are you and why are you there? And this is where I want you to be really honest. Because you may be in here today and you're feeling really good about yourself and saying, well, Pastor, I, I agree with you. This is the most wonderful time of the year. I'm just like, I'm almost like honorary elf myself. I'm just, you know, I'm chief decorator, gift buyer, all that thing. You know, I'm just fired up. It's my favorite time of the year. But I want to ask you this, why? Why is it your favorite time of year? What what is the source of your joy today? Is it simply the trappings of the season that bring joy to your heart? Is the joy of your heart sourced by the truth that the season represents? Because there's a great distinctive between the two. We can get so emotionally bound up in things. Nostalgia, the memories of childhood. You know, I just, there's, there's still something in me. Ooh. When I think about the Sears and Roebuck Christmas wish book coming in the mailbox, come on somebody. My inner child just like, ooh. I can't wait and that fires me up but that has nothing to do with the reason for the season that's superficial joy you understand that that's fleeting that's momentary but what God sent his son into this world for you and I to have is a joy that is eternal, a joy that is unending, a joy that is everlasting, and a joy that is unquenchable by the affairs of this life and the hardships that this world represents for us. Take your Sears catalog, do something with it. It doesn't rob the joy that God intended for you to have. Amen? I'm sad that all our shopping's online now, too. You kids don't know nothing. <laughs> Maybe you're here today, you're listening to these words, and you're more closely identifying with words like frustration, anxiety, grief, and disappointment than you are any of the words like joy and peace. Maybe you're, you're looking around at your neighbor and they seem to be identifying with these words of fullness and joy and you're sitting there and you're feeling so broken and depleted. I want to encourage you tonight that Jesus Christ came by his own profession into this world that you and I could have life and have it more abundantly. Maybe you're here today and you're indifferent. I want to share with you some news to excite you today. I want to echo the announcement of the angel many, many years ago. Unto us, a Savior has been born. You know, here's what I want to challenge you with today. The reason that there's such vacillation in this season between 
joy and sorrow during this time of year. It's very simple. It's very simple. We have learned in our society, in our materialistic, consumeristic society, that we need to celebrate a season and there's a specific way to be successful at celebrating a season. Hallmark has shown us a picture of what it means to successfully celebrate a family holiday together. And I'm guessing that your Christmas morning doesn't always work out like a Hallmark presentation. Just a guess. It just, it doesn't always line up that way. It doesn't always work out just right. The gifts aren't just what they need to be. Some of you have, in that frustration and anxiety, you've gone out and bought things. You've stretched, you've sacrificed. And you're going to find out on Christmas morning your kid would rather have the box than he had the contents (laughs) in it. And you're going to be so aggravated. I I cannot tell you the number of times I've been standing there on Christmas morning and saying, well, if I'd only known, I could have just went dumpster diving at the Dollar General and got some cardboard boxes. It would have been the same thing. It would have been great. A dumpster dive at the Dollar General, go inside and get a 24-pack of Crayola so they could draw their little thing on the outside of the box, and we'd be set. But we've learned and we've been conditioned how to celebrate a season without a concentration on the reason. Because there's nothing wrong. Understand me, there's there's nothing wrong at all. I'm so glad you're here for Christmas at Faith. We have had a blast. Our worship team has done amazing. It has, been, it has been phenomenal, and we ain't done yet. We're going to have candlelight service next week. We've got parties planned. You've got parties planned. You've got places to be, people to see, and gifts to give and receive, and food to eat, and, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with celebrating the season. But the truth of the matter is, the reason we have a season is not because we've been called to celebrate a season but because we have been given a savior we've we've been told we've been told that it's not Christmas without gifts we're told that it's not Christmas until it ends with perfection we're told that it can't be Christmas unless everything is just right I want to take you back to one of my favorite favorite Christmas scenes and it may sound odd to you, but I'm odd. How the Grinch stole Christmas. You all know that story well, and how that he goes into town that night, and he says, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take it all. And he takes all the gifts, and he takes all the decorations, and he takes all the food. He even took the roast beast. 
and he's got it all and he's waiting up on his high holy hill for for the cry of sorrow and and despair to rise up out of that village but when the morning comes and all the who's down in Whoville begin to realize what's going on they look around and they all go out in the city center and they hold hands and they begin to sing they sing a song of celebration I'm not dare gonna do it you can get that stuck in your own head <laughs> I won't be responsible for that but they begin to sing and and I want to I want to give you this quote because he's standing there and he's listening to these people singing and it's just wondering why what have they got to sing about what what is there for them to celebrate and and here's this quote and I want to share it with you and I've just debated back and forth if I want to use my Grinch voice or not I'm, I'm just I'm struggling right now I'm this is the this is the narrator's part here okay so this will this be and the Grinch with his Grinch feet ice cold in the snow stood puzzling and puzzling how it could be so here's the Grinch it came without ribbons it came without tags it came without packages boxes or bags and he puzzled and puzzled till his puzzler was sore and the Grinch thought of something that he hadn't before what if Christmas he thought doesn't come from a store what if Christmas perhaps means a little bit more I think Dr. Seuss was right when the angels appeared to the shepherds on a starry night in Bethlehem they were the very first to bring seasons greetings however they didn't announce the arrival of a season they didn't introduce an itinerary or a long to-do list they didn't give the shepherds an extensive shopping list they didn't insist that everyone's wish list be fulfilled they didn't recommend placing any undue burden upon oneself they didn't tell anybody to decorate their tent they didn't introduce a season they announced a savior and the word says now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields keeping watch over their flocks by night and behold an angel of the Lord stood before them and the glory of the Lord shone round about them and they were greatly afraid and then the angel said to them do not be afraid for I bring you are you ready if you don't have your Bible with you you need to go home and you need to underline this phrase I bring you good tidings of great joy which will be to the select few who figure it out which will be for the people 
for whom everything works out, which is contingent upon many conditions to be met and satisfied. No, that's not what they said. Behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be for all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. Listen, we're, we're here celebrating a season. Absolutely we are. Let's not be ridiculous. But primarily, we're not here to celebrate a season with you. We're here to point you to a Savior. And I want to challenge you today that this may be the most joyous time of your life. You may be loving every minute of it. Can I just encourage you to do a little heart check and be sure that you're in love with the Savior for whom the season represents? They say that Christmas is for the kids. No, it's not. It's for all of us. If you've outgrown Christmas joy, then that just means that you were in love with feeling like some fairy had shown up and left gifts under your tree. If it's boring and mundane to you now, then you've never really been in touch with the reason. The reason for the season the reason for the joy is that a Savior has been born unto us whose name is Christ the Lord. Today, if you're sad, if you're sorrowful, if you're discouraged, depressed, despondent, whatever it is, I encourage you today, you're measuring your life by a standard that has been set before you that truly has nothing to do with the reason we celebrate. And whatever state you find yourself in today, I can tell you, I am blessed. And I'm not here just, just ringing some bell and speaking cliches over you today. I am challenging you today that the angel said this was a message of great joy which should be to all people. And I'm encouraging you today, don't you let the enemy steal your joy today because something doesn't line up with the world's standards. You recognize the truth of the matter today that transcends every situation of your life. This world from you may withhold of its silver and its gold and you may have to survive on meager fare but if you'll get on your face before God Almighty and pour it out to him and open your heart to the presence of God this morning there is a Savior that reigns there is a Savior that is transcendent above it all and when it's all over with church the only thing that's gonna matter Did you receive him into your heart and life, or did you not? I truly am sorry that time marches on. My grandma used to give me a pair, a pair of socks every Christmas. I'm a grown man. I can buy my own socks. 
I never wanted a pair of socks so bad until grandma wasn't there to give me one. I, I know what it is for time to move on and things to change in your life and the seasons to pass by. And, and I, I know it can evoke all those emotions and, and strains. And I, I know what it's like to live from paycheck to paycheck and wonder how in the world you're going to make things happen for Christmas. I get it. I understand it. But there's a truth that transcends all of that. And if those things are robbing you of your joy today, I'm here to tell you that they shouldn't. And they don't have to because that's not where true joy comes from. That's not what lasting joy comes from. Ask somebody for whom seasons have moved on. Ask somebody who has an empty space at the dining table this year. Ask somebody whose kids are grown and gone. Ask them and they'll tell you that seasons change, but the love of God and the joy of the Holy Ghost is constant in your life if you will open your heart and your life to Him. Jesus is the reason for the season. We hope you enjoyed this inspirational message today. If you would like more information about Faith Assembly, please visit us on the web at faith-assembly.org. Thanks again for joining us and we hope you have a blessed day.